Hi, I'm Kathy Rue, host of the Liberal Sherpa podcast. You've seen me as your Liberal Sherpa on cable TV, on social media. You've heard me over the radio. I'm your guide to our ever-changing societal norms and the ups and downs of our political landscape. But I can tell you about cry closets and baby etiquette and where to find gender-neutral bathrooms. But this podcast is more. We take you behind the scenes beyond those green rooms, beyond those studios. You ever want to know what your favorite Fox contributor or analyst, pundit, are thinking? You ever want to know what those journalists are writing or planning to write? You ever want to know what a politician is up to? We'll find out here, where we casually invite them and you to grab a cup of coffee or tea or whatever and join us for the day's hottest topics. You never know who will show up next. Hi, this is Kathy Rue, known as your liberal Sherpa, um, liberal analyst, or just podcast host for the day, for today, um, I guess for the season, for uh, this election season for sure. Um, well, the good news is, is that none of us have slept because of these primaries and caucuses and all that good stuff. We stay up all night especially with Iowa, to get no results. Um, Then New Hampshire gives us results, and then Nevada gives us results, and then it's on to South Carolina, and everything turns upside down. But the good part, if you're in um, the news industry, is that when you go to the green room, there are new people, uh, people I usually don't see in the green room because uh, there's sources from all over coming to talk about uh, their expertise and their uh, communities and their states and their predictions. So it's really interesting. We're all um, getting to know each other now face to face and it's fun. So I got to meet um, in one of the green rooms for Fox and Friends. Uh, We did a segment. It was about Bernie Sanders winning Nevada. Uh, remember those days long, long ago when Bernie Sanders was the front runner because he won Nevada? That was before South Carolina. Well, there were three of us. Um, it was, uh, you might know him as Joseph Pinion III, or you might know him as Joe Pinion, the football player. Uh, you might know him in so many different ways, but um, he's a Republican strategist, and I'm going to interview him today or talk to him today about our segment and about the state of the Democratic Party and where we thought it was going and where it seems to be going and where it actually may be going. Uh, It's a Bernie Biden thing right now. No more Bloomberg. That's so strange. Uh, And this was a surprise to us when we actually um, uh, thought of doing our podcast. We weren't quite sure who's going to be a front runner. When we did this segment, Bernie was the front runner, and you'll see. And we have Erin Elmore. She's a Republican strategist on our panel, and um, she was on The Apprentice. So she knows uh, the Donald Trump better than any of us, or uh, President Trump, shall I say. I know how many get mad at me when I just say Trump. I have to say President Trump. And uh, this was leading into Super Tuesday. So this was our, um, our analysis leading into Super Tuesday on Fox and Friends, and then I wrote an op-ed about how the Democratic Party needs to get Bernie Sanders out of there, because he's an independent. He can't make up his mind. And then I went on Media Buzz. But that's a whole other story. This is about the day I met Joseph Pinion III and how he changed my life 
and how he agreed to talk to me a little bit more after our segment and come on here and talk to you. And um, okay, he's going to call. But first, here's the clip on what we had to say on Fox and Friends. Well, Bernie Sanders wins the Nevada caucus, cementing himself as the clear frontrunner in the Democratic primary. The Democratic Socialists taking nearly 47% of the vote with half of the precincts reporting. Sanders now planning to ride his momentum straight to the nomination. We have just put together a multi-generational, multi-racial coalition which is going to not only win in Nevada, it's going to sweep this country. Sanders is either won or tied in every primary contest so far, putting him as the national delegate leader. We have some political panel today that are going to join us. Joseph Pinion, a Republican strategist, Aaron Elmore, a Republican strategist, and Kathy Aru, a liberal analyst. So, Joseph, what's your take on this coming out of Nevada? I mean, look, I've been saying it for a very long time. You've got Joe Biden. He's the grandfather driving very slow in a single-lane highway, um, and he's got a log jam behind him while Bernie Sanders is playing his socialist flute, um, you know, leading the children over the cliff and the Democratic Party with him. Aaron, what's your take on it uh, so far? We're now through Nevada. We're coming up on South Carolina. We got Super Tuesday looming. Where are we at? Bernie Sanders is what happens while every kid is getting a participation trophy. Let's face it. This is pretty terrifying for both Democrats and Republicans because we already know he's not a Democrat or a Republican. But he is not going to win at the big show in November. If you look at the polling, Gallup poll, not very friendly to Republicans. 51% of independents in key swing states are saying no way to socialism. 53% of voters nationwide, no way to socialism. And Bernie's voters don't show up. If you look at New Hampshire quickly, sorry, is um, his turnout down by 50% since 2016 and Trump and incumbent up by 24% is telling. Yeah, enthusiasm does win elections. But Kathy, I, I got to tell you, I keep making this point over and over. The leader of the Democratic field at this point is not a Democrat. He's no, a- <laughs> I know. I'm so glad you said that because I called his office. Is it independent or Democrat? They said independent. So he is an independent. And he put out a tweet a couple days ago that said, um, this is to show you Democrats and Republicans. Like, but you said you're a Democrat. So even Bernie's confused with what he is. Uh, well, I, and I, what's interesting here is I think the Democrats are in a bit of a meltdown. Hello, is this Mr. Pinion? Madame, how are you? How are you, sir? I am good, I am good. Just living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were sleeping your dream. I was starting um, I was starting to say I think you were probably sleeping because you were on so early this morning on Fox. Oh yeah, no, it's just <laughs> just suck it up, keep it moving, get some stuff done. Oh god, you're so much stronger than me. I respect you. Know, you. Just, Seriously. Just, Okay, I got my mic turned on. I didn't know you'd be this awake. <laughs> what is wrong no, with no, you? How, totally, totally fine. Did you nap? You know, everyone gives hints from Fox, like when you do those early shows of four o'clock, you know, three o'clock or five o'clock. Everybody has a secret on how to survive. Do you have any secrets on how I to survive? I mean, yeah, I took a nap earlier, but I mean, other than that, I was just like, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, just got to power through because otherwise it that you know to me you just you, you take you take like a longer than like an hour nap after that it's just like you're just sleeping so it's just like, yeah just, just keep going i know exactly i've had um people i don't take a nap and then it takes me two days to recover like in two days i'll feel like myself or i'll catch a cold 
or I'll nap for two hours and then never know what day it is for like a week. There's right. like, yeah, there's no formula. I screwed up. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> so you, you, you think I, yours is the way to go? Yours is the, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I just think, you know, you just, you just, just when, when in doubt, just power through. So. <laughs> so I was saying you are uh, the myth, the man, the legend, Joseph Opinion. Uh, people like to say the football great, but uh, <laughs> I don't see bragging about that at all on your on your Twitter page or anywhere else. You- Look, man, in, in, in my former life, yes, I did play some college football. And at that point, you know, sometimes, like I said, we must put away childish things and, and move forward. So oh. um, it's, just, it's just what it is. I am so sorry football great has been stuck to you as a label. That's awful. I'm sorry. Uh, founder of Pinion Enterprises. That, yes. That's correct. Okay. Uh, chair of Join C3. Yep, so chair of the Conservative Color Coalition, so just trying to make sure that we can get um, a more diverse coalition within the conservative movement. So um, that's, our, that's our goal, and, and we, we, we do aim to hopefully over, over time with, uh, with our work and with the work of lots of people, uh, make sure that we've got um, you know, a more diverse representation within the GOP and just within the conservative movement in general. And then, um, and then, advocate for progressive conservatism. What's what? What would you say that is? What's progressive? Well, to me, I think it's it's just a matter of you know understanding that you know conservative principles have always been the you know greatest force for for progress, um, but understanding that we have to find a way to have our values, um, you know, be be introduced to people in a way that meets people where they are. Um, and so, you know, understanding that, you know, the values don't change, but the manner in which we talk about our values, um, you know, can be uh, more representative of the realities and the problems um, that are confronting people on a day-to-day basis. So easier to understand, maybe? Not, not yeah, all... make, make it easier to understand. Also, understanding that the problems that people face um, 30 years ago are not the same problems that people are facing today. Um, and how do we make uh, how, how do we make our, our values uh, speak to those modern problems? Huh. So um, it's funny. Uh, okay, oh, you only have ten minutes because you're a busy, busy, busy man. I know. I've looked at your <laughs> schedule. I'm just I'm I'm honored to have you for ten minutes here. And you could just hang up on me once once you know you're done with me. Just hang up. I'll get the hint. It won't be the lies, first time lies, in my life. All these lies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had the honor of sitting next to you, and I don't think we debated because you had such witty lines that I just I just sat in awe. Uh, just watching you speak such poetry next to me about uh, Bernie Sanders. Um, what was he? He's the Pied Piper leading the party over the oh, mountain. Yeah, I mean, as I call him, he is the Pied Piper of socialism. So he's basically leading the children and the party to disaster. <laughs> and but the, but the visual was beautiful with the yeah. right just just uh, just over the mountain, just with his yeah. little pipe there with his little flute, just right over. And I didn't even I didn't even disagree with you being um, a Cuban from Miami. I was um, I, I was kind of with you on that one. And unfortunately, I was saying, you know, Mike Bloomberg would be a better choice. But uh, just heard as, as um, our president says, mini Mike dropped out of the presidential campaign. Yep. Mike is uh, Mike is gone. And, you know, I, I think the reality was that, you know, there was this belief that Joe Biden was on his last legs. 
um, that he was trying to do the ropey dope and, and, and survive, uh, survive the primaries. And um, I think a lot of those poll numbers that we had for Mike Bloomberg um, really turned out to be more hot air than anything. Um, I think it was a lot of individuals who were looking for uh, looking for an alternative to Biden. And I think once um, black voters in particular in South Carolina basically breathed new life into the lifeless Joe Biden campaign. Um, I think a lot of the people that had gone window shopping with Bloomberg, um, you know, turned their eyes back to, to Joe Biden. And obviously uh, the result was a shocking uh, Super Tuesday, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're you're exactly right. And I um, I. I didn't feel the burn. I've never felt the burn. And, you know, on that show, we were we were all kind of laughing about it. But the three of us, we didn't feel the burn. And I, I'm, I was a liberal on the set um, of the three of us, of the four of us. But I, I wasn't backing him at all either because uh, Bernie Sanders was praising Castro and uh, saying he brought um, uh, literacy to Cuba, which is such it's so factually incorrect. So then he upset the Latino vote at the very last minute when we thought that no one even cared about, you know, the Castro regime and uh, revolution from the 1950s. No, you know, no one's even thought about Castro and Che Guevara and any of those things and the Cubans living down in Miami. And out of nowhere, uh, Bernie Sanders gives that that whole argument, just a brand new injection in the arm. And you've got a you've got me complaining that Bernie's 100 percent wrong that Cuba was literate before Castro. And as a matter of fact, um, I went on to say um, the next, I went on to say on um, Media Buzz, another show that uh, education was always free with Castro. You know, my mom got a PhD for free under the Castro regime. Uh, Castro shut down the university for three years. He actually uh, literally kind of made people illiterate. He took over and shut everything down. So Bernie was way off when it came to Latino, one Latino country. So I think every other Latino got a little bit scared with Bernie talking at least about one, Venezuela and uh, Cuba. Do you, do you agree? Do you think that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, Bernie likes to feed people the Cliff Notes version of socialism and, and communism. Um, you know, this kind of this what I call this uh, T-shirt communism. Um, you know that that is is quite marketable for people who've never seen it or heard about it before, um, and so this notion that somehow that you know people should be grateful to Castro um, for giving you know free literacy to the children of the parents he killed, um, <laughs> it, 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 it seems really like a, a, a bad distasteful joke until you realize that how how deathly serious yeah. um, the consequences of socialism are and how and how serious Bernie Sanders is about trying to make uh, America some type of socialist country it's never been before. Right, and, and then I, I wrote an op-ed that made the point um, that maybe that's the reason I got a, on um, three shows on Fox mentioned my op-ed. I wrote it for Fox. I made the point that um, Bernie Sanders, he's, a, he's all-American, born into, you know, in a world living a democratic life his whole life, and he's pushing for a socialism that he defined through communist Cuba, a country where over 11 and a half million people are basically prisoners to an island. You're not allowed to leave. I mean, they don't even well, have look, keys I, for pizza. I, 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 I always find it's telling that if you, if you live on an island where no one's allowed to have a boat because people would leave in mass. 
Um, yeah. Probably there's something not necessarily that great happening on the island. Um, <laughs> so I think that that that's the reality. I think you, you, we don't have you know for all you know for all the the greatness of of Cuba that people like to espouse. At the end of the day, you know we have never seen people leaving the beaches of Miami in mass um, to try to you know wade their way over to Cuba for any of the healthcare or literacy programs um, that, that that people seem to think outweigh um, the vast injustices that have been uh, proliferated there for such a long period of time. I know, and it was such a it, it was such an old argument. It was such a scary argument because I thought he was harmless. I thought you know old Bernie Sanders was just a harmless guy running and spouting stuff he didn't understand, but I didn't know he really believed it like that did you did you really know that he was that passionate about nonsense well look i i think that anybody that you know tries to you know give people the pg-13 version of, of socialism um is somebody that should be taken seriously just because of how dangerous a threat socialism has been um, it's an ideology that's never worked in the history of the world. Um, like I said, you, you, you can talk about beyond Cuba um, to Venezuela, um, to the USSR. Um, anywhere socialism goes, freedom dies, um, and, and pain and suffering inevitably follows, uh, most specifically for the people with, who can least afford uh, who can least afford it. Um, so I think those are things that, you know, we why I think people in the conservative movement, um, you know, take the threat of socialism seriously. Um, I think the, the problem is that, you know, people, people actually believe, um, I, I always make the comparison to that old, you know, those old NBC commercials right in the summertime for reruns. If you haven't seen it, it's new to you. Um, and there's an entire new generation <laughs> of children uh, who've never seen um, the pain and suffering of socialism up close and personal, um, who's, you know, aren't, didn't go to school with parents, um, you know, with the children of, of, of you know, parents who lived through the, um, through the revolution in Cuba, yeah. um, to understand that their grandparents who aren't here, parents who aren't here, um, because of the brutality that often, um, is inextricably linked to things like socialism. So, um, yeah, I mean it's 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 unfortunate, but I, I like I said, I mean, for better or for worse, um, the ideology is back. Um, it's here, and um, judging from even the exit polls for for Bernie, um, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon. Because um, with every day a new voter turns eighteen, and these young liberals seem to um, have their have their 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 minds set on on this new uh, Democratic Party that espouses, like I said, these policies that um, really don't work, but they really don't seem to care. Yeah, I, I well, I'm a Democrat, I'm a liberal, but I I can't keep it quiet. I can't. How am I gonna? I I can't keep it. Quiet. I was in Miami when all the protesting was going on outside, and I was on Fox inside the building in Miami. Uh, while people are protesting Bernie outside, and and I I was trying to explain, you know, a lot a lot has been forgotten in history, but it's been passed down family story after family story at you know a Thanksgiving dinner or or uh, Noche Buena that's our holiday for Christmas dinners we you know the story of how we lost everything our families lost everything went to jail how many died uh, how many members have tried to escape how many members are still in the island. Uh, you know, it's it, and the majority of, of Cubans are in Florida, but they're they're all over the United States. And 
we've been passed down the stories and uh, to think that I, that Bernie Sanders hasn't sat down with even one of us uh, to, to, to know, to the struggle, to know our plight. Um, so I thought, like you were saying, you, you want to tell people the problems are different 30 years later, but it seems like our problems from 30 years ago are coming back. We're having to re-educate people on what communism is 30 years later, 40, 50 years later, after a, a, a failed Cuban revolution. Do you think that's that's what's going to be the hard part during this election? Education? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, look, I, I don't know if it's necessarily going to end up being the hard thing for this election because it does look like, you know, Joe Biden has kind of at least for the means for the, you know, for, for one last election, been able to, to maybe beat back, um, you know, the socialist heartbeat of the next generation um, for at least this election. Um, although it remains to be seen uh, what happens with Democrats and uh, the chaos that they have sown. Um, but but I, I do think that the challenge for us is to, you know, particularly, you know, as Republicans and conservatives on, you know, our challenge is to how do we get people to believe um, in our solutions again? Um, because you have an entire generation who is, you know, so fed up. You've got, you know, segments of society that feel so alienated and so neglected um, that, again, they are literally crawling through the desert trying to drink the sand um, because everything that socialism preaches is nothing but a mirage. Um, it's not real. Um, and so we have to be able to get people to tune in to what is real um, and understand that, that you, know, the, you know, the things that we can do with with, with free markets, with capitalism, um, we can address um, their pain, we can address their suffering, um, and actually we can do it in a more effective way, um, in a more sustainable way as well. Well, you're a beautiful talker. I could totally see people drinking Santa, and you make it beautiful. So, so Okay, so I'm not going to call you the famed football player, and I know you're busy, and I'm going to let you go. But how did you make the transition? What, what, you're, you're out there, you're enjoying the sun, you know, you're great. You, you could you could just settle down and watch TV and HGTV all day and, you know, chill. Why are you fighting the fight? What, what motivates you? Why well, you, to me, yeah. you know, I think politics starts with people. Um, and, you know, to me, you know, I, I'm, I'm passionate about trying to make a difference in people's lives. And, you know, to me, you know, where policy and people um, and service intersect, um, you know, that's government. Um, and I, I think that we have a responsibility, um, you know, this, as the Bible tells us, to whom much is given, much is required. Um, I think I would, I've been given many opportunities in my life. And I think that at the end of the day, um, you know, if we can try to, you know, do our part to, to give back, um, to help, you know, if the, that old saying that the arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice, um, how can we do our part to make sure that the world that we love, um, the nation that we love, gets there a little bit faster um, and doesn't necessarily regress? And I think that when you look at things like socialism, um, when you look at some of the policies that the Democrats put forward, maybe they are well-intentioned. Um, but, you know, as they say, sometimes the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I think we should just be trying to get people to understand that, um, you know, just speak. We don't want anything necessarily different than you want. Um, we just believe that the methods that you're trying to go about um, to get there aren't going to work. Um, and so, you know, I believe that freedom and prosperity starts with conservative principles. Um, I believe that um, anytime we try to pass laws that uh, that make us any less free, 
um, that's a bad thing. Um, and so, you know, to me, America is about addition. And um, I want to make sure that uh, there are more people out there who remember that. Have you always been this passionate, Joseph? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can't make this up. It sounds cheesy, but no, I mean, it doesn't. Again, That's just... the opposite. That's what I'm saying. It's the opposite. You're the opposite you know, of sounding cheesy. You're like, I'm ready to go. I don't know, build a house. You just got me all motivated. <laughs> oh man, yeah, build build the house, or maybe just you know build build a build a beach house, a red jet ski. Yeah, right. Yeah, right I gotta now. go I mean, ride a jet just... ski now. Yeah, yeah, I gotta <laughs> I gotta go do something with my life. I feel like a loser. You're, oh goodness, you're oh, amazing. Well. My gosh, you've been up since four, and you're amazing. So well, it's like I said, it's it's uh, the the back end of, of Super Tuesday, and so like I said, it's it's days like this that that uh, that shape the future, and obviously, I open you know, we don't we don't shape events; we just comment on them. But um, you know, know, in some small part, hopefully, we uh, we're, we're making the Republic a better place. One. TV segment at a time. I know. I think at a time. I think our segment really had an impact on uh, Bernie and the Latinos. I think we uh, we had that segment, and uh, Bernie and the Latinos went down the drain um, after that, and Biden went up. So I think I think it was all us. I think it was our segment. Yeah, you know, we don't want to we don't want to take too much credit, but I guess we see it. <laughs> um, no, but. Uh, <laughs> No, no, I would take all the credit, but of course, no one would give it to me. But um, I say it's all you. The segment, your part of that segment, I think, did the trick. And uh, in our selfie afterwards, where everyone cut me out and said it was um, the great, the great Joseph Pinion the Third. Oh uh, my goodness! Yes, well, yes. that's that is that is terrible because uh, obviously there can be there can be nothing great at that time of morning without Kathy. Thank so we're just, you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We're just, just happy to have been there. I was, you know, it was so great meeting you, and I hope we have lots of segments together real soon. And thank you for your time, you very, very busy man. And where can anyone find you if they want to um, praise or complain? Because um, well, if they, if they if they want to praise or complain, they can find me on Twitter at Joseph Pinion, uh, one word, my yeah. first name and my last name. Uh, they can find me on Instagram at I am Joe Pinion. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, you know we're. Uh, we are an open door policy here. You can give us your compliments or complaints. Uh, I can't. I can't always say that we'll respond to all the complaints, but we do appreciate the compliments. And by we, <laughs> meaning you and uh, me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. And are you going to nap again? Oh no, no, no naps. You know, there's no. You sleep when you're dead. So. Oh my just... <laughs> gosh! Now I gotta go work. Ah, oh, yeah. you're too much Back of a motivator. Back to work, everybody. Back to work. You're a motivator. All right, thank you so much. And I take credit for our segment. I think it was us. So <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> thank you. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, so I'm just going to go rule the world now, thanks to uh, Joseph Pinion. He's so funny. He's so great. I'm glad I got to meet him on the show and beyond. Uh, this will not be his last time on this podcast. I assure him, if he's listening, I know he's listening. So uh, if you want to know more about him, definitely go to Twitter. Um, he, he definitely will answer you there, um, at Joseph Pinion. And if you uh, want to know more about Catalina Magazine, the magazine that I've owned for 18 years, definitely go to uh, pressreader.com where you will find Catalina Magazine 
and seven over 7,000 newspapers and magazines from around the world. So it's a great place to find out. Honestly, I go there. I, I can read a uh, small brag. I can read in seven different languages and I love to find out like what Spain and um, France and what other countries are thinking about the policies and politics in our country on any given topic. So go to pressreader.com and you will just, you might stay there all day long. It's 7,000, over 7,000 magazines and newspapers and definitely pick up the latest copy of Catalina Magazine from pressreader.com. You can get a hard copy or a digital copy. And uh, yeah, see you next time. Hey America, Christopher Hahn here of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers.